From the Free Presbyterian Church of Ulster we present Let the Bible Speak. It's good to have you join us today as we spend time around the Word of God, preaching Christ in all his fullness to men and women in all their need. Let's just bow together at the throne of grace in prayer. We're going to seek the Lord for his help and for an outpouring of his spirit upon the preaching of his word. Heavenly Father, we seek thee. We remember that you've said, draw nigh unto God, and he will draw nigh unto thee. It's your earnest prayer, Father, that we'll be conscious of your presence with us in the broadcast tonight. We pray, Father, that you'll come and Manifest yourself amongst us. Remember the scriptures tell us of Nehemiah, of the good hand of his God that was upon him. And Lord, we're asking for your hand to be upon us this evening. We do pray for the touch of God to be upon this broadcast. 
We ask thee to remember your servant especially, the Reverend Thompson, as he will come to preach and open up the word of God. We pray, Father, that you'll use your servant this evening. May he know the help of God. We pray, Father, that you'll give him utterance uh, for the preaching of your word tonight. We thank you for the scriptures, Father. We pray that you'll deepen our love for the word of God. Great peace of they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Lord, we ask thee, give us a greater love uh, for the scriptures, a greater desire uh, to understand them. And we want to pray, Father, that as a result of the message this evening, that you'll lead us on just a little further with thyself. We would pray, Father, build us up in the faith and draw us a little closer even to our Savior. Here these are cries. Remember the psalmist said, commit thy way unto the Lord. And we seek to do that, Father, just now in prayer. We commit the remainder of this broadcast just into your hands, asking all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We're turning to read in the Word of God to the book of Genesis. It's Genesis chapter 5. We're beginning to read at the verse 18 and reading together down to the close of verse 24. So let us hear the word of the Lord uh, to our hearts. And Jared lived an hundred sixty and two years, and he begot Enoch. And Jared lived after he begot Enoch eight hundred years, and begot sons and daughters. And all the days of Jared were nine hundred sixty and two years, and he died. And Enoch lived sixty and five years, and begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah three hundred years, and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were three hundred sixty and five years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. We'll end our reading just there, and we know the Lord will follow with his blessing uh, this reading of his inspired word. We're going to sing together our second hymn. It's the words, Come thou fount of every blessing, tune my heart to sing thy grace.
would like to thank the Reverend McMillan for leading the meeting so far, and we trust the Lord will bless the reading of his word. We're turning to Genesis 5 and the verse number 22. Genesis 5 and the verse number 22, where we read these words of the man called Enoch, and it says, and Enoch walked with God. And those words are repeated in verse 24, and Enoch walked with God. The life of the Christian is described in Holy Scripture uh, in many ways. It's described as a race, as a journey, and as a walk. And the Holy Bible, the Word of God, marks out two men who specifically walked with God. Those two men are Enoch and Noah. There are other men, of course, who walked with God. All believers walk with the Lord. But it is significant that the Bible mentions these two men, Enoch and Noah. And it is this man, Enoch, I want to turn your attention to this evening. I want to look at the theme of walking with God. Now, the Bible mentions Enoch three times. It mentions three particular characteristics about this man. It says he walked with God. It says he pleased God. And he preached God. In the book of Jude, he's described, or he is said to be, the seventh from Adam, a detail maybe that you might think is very insignificant. And yet, it tells us something about this man Enoch and the times in which he lived. Because being the seventh from Adam, it means that he lived in that period immediately after the fall of man into sin. In other words, the world was becoming increasingly more wicked as this man lived his life on the earth. Maybe you're wondering why chapter 5 in the Bible records all these different names, the genealogies, and why with this history of Adam, verse 1 says, this is the book of the generations of Adam, in the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made he him. And there's a very important distinction in that, those first three verses of chapter 5. You will notice there that in verse 1 it says that in the day God created man, in the likeness of God made he him. But in verse 3, and Adam lived 130 years and begat a son in his own likeness, after his image, and called his name Seth. As I thought about these verses, I was thinking there was a cemetery, a graveyard, maybe east of Eden, and there was only one grave in it. It was the grave of Abel. And for almost a thousand years, it was the only tombstone, it was the only grave in that cemetery. But very soon, that cemetery began to expand. Adam and Eve joined their son, Abel, in that cemetery. And then as the curse began to spread through the world, we find that others began to die, and that cemetery began to fill up very, very quickly. But those are very important details for us to understand. Because as we read about Enoch here in chapter 5, that Enoch walked with God, the environment that he walked with God in was one of death. It was one of the curse. It was one of destruction. And that is a very important detail for us to keep in mind as we look at this subject of walking with God tonight. He walked with God outside of paradise. He walked with God in a time when men were becoming increasingly more wicked. Murder was abounding, immorality and all kinds 
of wickedness were reaching unprecedented levels. And yet we read of this man in that environment, he walked with God. He walked with the Lord. I wonder, as we look at this tonight, could it be said of you and I, in the days in which we live, that there's a man, there's a woman who walks with God in days that are increasingly becoming more wicked, and the environment in which we live is becoming more and more cruel and debauched as we see history uh, roll on. And I just wonder, whenever it comes a time when we leave this scene of time, the world, will people say, there's a man who walked with God and had this testimony that he pleased God? As we look at this tonight, I want us to look at what is behind the life of a man or a woman who walks with God. And I want us to first of all think of the commencement of Enoch's walk with God. Look at verse 21 of Genesis 5, and it says, And Enoch lived sixty and five years and begat Methuselah. Now, in verse 22, we're told then Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah three hundred years. And that means that for three hundred years until his death, that implies for sixty-five of his years of his life, he did not walk with the Lord. Sixty-five years he did not walk with the Lord, but then we read here that he did walk with the Lord after the birth of his son Methuselah, three hundred years, and he begat sons and daughters. And that tells us, it suggests something very, very important to us, that the word walk here, for example, means or indicates agreement. It's speaking about friendship or communion. And here's a man for 65 years of his life, he didn't walk with God, he did not walk in communion or in agreement with the Lord until this time whenever the Lord saved him, brought him to himself. And for 300 years, because we read in verse 23 that all the days of Enoch were 365 years. That's all he lived, 365 years. And for 65 of those years, he did not walk with the Lord, but for the remaining 300 years of his life, Enoch walked with the Lord. But where did his walk with God commence? Well, it commenced where every walk with God commences, and that's with the revelation of God and His Word. You know, Paul said in Romans 10, verse 17, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. You know, that is true of those who lived in the Old Testament as well. Faith never originates in a man by circumstances. Nothing gives birth to thoughts about God. It only comes about by the revelation of Holy Scripture and by the Word of God. And I want you to look here with me at verse 21 again, where it says, And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years. Do you know that God gave this man a revelation? And it was this, that when his son Methuselah would be born and then he would live, but whenever Methuselah would die, the flood would come and the world would be destroyed. The name Methuselah means when he is dead, it shall come, or it shall be sent. You think about that. Enoch is told through this revelation of God, when he dies, it shall come. When he dies, or it shall be sent, and Therefore, the naming of his son would indicate to him that he was receiving a revelation from God that as his son died, the world would come to a catastrophic end. It was A.W. Pink, the great biblical commentator, who said that the life of that little one 
was to be the life of the world. The life expectancy, the lifespan of this young man would be the life of the world. And maybe Methuselah took ill some days, and maybe he was thinking as the father, maybe this is it, it's going to come today, or if this young man would die, but God revealed this to him. The commencement of his walk was not only the revelation of God, but it was the grace of God, because it is God's grace in His Word that He leads men to believe. We need faith to believe the Word of God. And I've already pointed out to you in verses 1 and 3 of chapter 5, there's that very vital distinction that a man must, a man does not naturally beget faith, but he is brought to God by grace. Enoch was part of a fallen race. He's a sinner. His heart hated God, but grace changes that. The grace of God changes that. And yet we find here that when Enoch walked with God, it happened when God revealed his need of Christ. And the grace of God then changed his heart. Now, I want to move quickly to the second point here on the characteristics of this walk. His commencement began in the grace of God, working through the revelation of God. But I want you to think here about the characteristics of his walk, because it says in Hebrews 11, verse number 5, well, look at verse 22. It says that he walked with God. And the word indicates devotion. In Hebrews 11, verse 5, we're told there that he was a man who walked daily, day after day. He was devoted to God, sold out to God. He was a man whose walk was marked with devotion, devotion to the Lord. He pleased God. He had this testimony that he pleased God He was not a man-pleaser. He was a man who pleased God. God was the pole star of his very existence. Everything he did, everything he said, everything he touched, everything that he looked at, everything he, everything was governed by his devotion to God. He had this testimony that he pleased God. What a testimony to mark our lives. I wonder tonight, are people looking at you as your neighbor and saying, there's a man, there's a woman, a young person, a child, who, and he pleases me. He pleases God. You know, there's a line that runs to Christ here. Jesus said in John 10, I do always those things that please him. Christ was a life that was marked with devotion. I was thinking of John Calvin. You know, John Calvin had a seal. He had a crest or a seal and it was depicted with an outstretched hand to heaven and with a heart underneath. And those words were written on the seal of Calvin, my heart I give thee, Lord, eagerly and earnestly. He was a man that was John Calvin sold out to the Lord. That's what the church needs today, you know. It needs men and women who are sold out to Christ, men who are devoted to the Lord. But his walk was also marked with progression as well as devotion. Because Enoch's devotion to God, his delight in God's grace, is what gave him strength uh, to keep on continuing pleasing God and walking with the Lord. And you may not realize the connection right now here between devotion and progress in the Christian life, but that is what happens when a man or a woman is completely devoted to the Lord. He is given strength to walk with the Lord. Enoch did not walk with God till he was 65 years of age. Then for 300 years, he walked with God having this testimony that he pleased God. There was no walk in the park because he lived in days that were evil. 
I was thinking of Genesis 39 and the verse 9, you know, Joseph. Joseph was a man, godly young man who walked with the Lord in prison. You remember the time when he was tempted by the wife of Potiphar, and he fled out of her presence when she offered him a very serious temptation, an immoral temptation. And yet, Joseph, in the midst of that temptation, it was not, he was not motivated to flee sin by saying, well, you know, how can I do this and get away with it? But Joseph was motivated by devotion. You see, devotion gives power to your life. We should pray every day, Lord, give me a heart that's devoted to Thee. The battle over sin is going to be won not by internet filters, though those are necessary. It's not going to be won by post-it notes on the fridge saying with little verses, and those are good to have in our home. But the war against sin, which begins in the heart, begins in the place with devotion to God. We do not remove ourselves from sin because a fear that God might discipline me. I better not do that sin because God will punish me. But we do it out of a fear of losing out with God. You know, Joseph fled from Potiphar's wife. He would rather lose everything than lose God. That's devotion. That's Enoch, his life of progression. Joseph was not worried about losing his job, his money. He was more concerned about losing God. God was too beautiful. His friendship with God was too precious. The promises of God too great. And dear people, tonight I want you to see this, that Enoch was willing to walk with God in an age when nobody else was willing to do it. He progressed with God. I wonder when it's a day in which we live, it's not popular to walk with God. A day when hardly anybody else wants to walk with God. It's not the right thing. It's not the popular thing to walk with the Lord. But are we going to have this testimony? A man who pleases God. And I will progress in my devotion with Him. Because, folks, that is the characteristic of a man, a woman, young person, who walks with God. But let me just conclude here by looking at the conclusion of his walk. Because in verse number 24 of Genesis 5, we read this, he was not because God took him. God took him. The end of his life ended with his being taken to heaven. He didn't see death. He was taken at the end of his life to be with the Lord. He lived a short life. In fact, Enoch lived the shortest life of all these men on earth, he lived very, very short. His father, as we see there in verse 20, it says he lived 962 years. His son Methuselah, the oldest man in the Bible, he lived there uh, to 969 years of age. In other words, he, was a young, he died a young man. He died a very young man, 365 years of age. I know it's very old, but yet by these standards, he was a very young man. Does that not tell us about young people? Live a life that impacts your world in which you live in. Maybe you will only live this 30, 40 years of age, 80, 100 years of age, but is your life a blessing to the world? Lord, get up, get up every morning and pray, Lord, make me a channel of blessing. 
Make me a conduit of mercy and grace. Because in comparison to Enoch, we are just infants. And therefore, do not despise your life. You know, it's not too late to walk with the Lord. Maybe tonight there's someone here and you're not saved, you don't know the Lord. Why not consider beginning to walk with Him now? What God can do with a short life. Enoch's life was short. But Christ's life was short. Thirty-three years of age. And yet He said, I will do those things that please Him, the Father. He said, I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge. My judgment is just because I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father which have sent me. Are you walking with God tonight? If not, then why not begin to walk with Him? And may it be said of you, you have this testimony that He pleased God. I pray the Lord will even use these few devotional thoughts to stir your life up and draw you closer to Him. Let us bow our heads, please, and a word of prayer. May God the Father bless our time around His Word. Our Heavenly Father has become, at the end of the preaching of Thy Word, we ask in accordance with the Holy Scriptures that Thou would make the Word of God drop like rain upon the hearts of men, as the dew upon the tender herb and the showers upon the grass. O Father, help us to publish the name of the Lord and ascribe greatness unto our God. May we have this testimony of outright devotion to our God, to walk with Him and to serve Him all the days of our life on earth. We ask all these things in our Savior's precious and beautiful name. Amen. Thank you for spending some time with us today around the Word of God. For further information, visit our website at ltbs.tv. We look forward to joining with you next time as we seek to let the Bible speak once again.